0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of Unaired. I am Ed, and with me, I have Ed. Hi. So this week, Eddie, what is the name of the show we watched this week? Marry me. Oh. Oh, this is so sudden. I I mean...
1: Oh, not you. Oh. I was talking well, to, is... uh, to James Franco. Well, this is... This
0: is incredibly awkward. You put me in a tough position here. Uh, you don't like James Franco? I, I do, but like, can I propose like a sister wives situation where you marry both me and James Franco?
1: Um. Okay, I'll accept that.
0: Okay, so this week we watched "Marry Me," a show on NBC. Uh, it aired in 2014 to 2015. It aired. 14 of its 18 episodes in the u.s it ended up actually airing all the episodes in the uk and then all the episodes were actually put on hulu plus at one point oh impressive very impressive
1: i remember in my day when when blackbuster was the hit craze
0: way back in 1999
1: we used to have our VHS cleaners because our tapes got dirty and they used to make weird images on the big, colory box. And my dad always used to say, I lock my women like I lock my VHSs dirty. And then I said, hey, hey, Eddie, you're a mistake. <laughs> Just kidding. I was planned,
0: I guess. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> So, this show was created by David Caspi, who also created the show Happy Endings. Aha. Uh-huh. That was an ABC show. It's a very suggestive name. Very suggestive. It's like, what is... I? <laughs> so, I actually... Before I actually watched Happy Endings, I just thought it was a show about a massage parlor. And that's, like, not even a joke. I legitimately thought that's what it was about. Hey. Yeah. And then I actually watched a few episodes of it. Not a bad show. Yeah. Um, uh, uh,
1: I don't think they always let that fly.
0: <laughs> nah.
1: <laughs> if it was a show about a massage parlor and it was called Happy Endings, that would be pretty fucked. <laughs> you never know. You never know
0: until you know. You know, kid, you know. So this show actually uh starred one of the actresses from Happy Endings, Casey Wilson. Okay. Is that the bitch? Yep, that is the main bitch. Main bitch. Hmm. So this show it starts out with uh, Annie and Jake. They're our uh, main couple. They walk back into their apartment after a trip to Mexico. And he's like, oh, you know, this that was a great trip. And she's just like, okay, that was great. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's been great dating six years. We're not married, but it's been great dating six years. Like, wouldn't that be crazy if we were married? <laughs> and Jake... Kind of changes the subject. He's like, ah, I'm pooped. I'm just gonna go to bed, which is a weird way to say you're you're tired. Is that you're pooped? Hey, I liked it. I enjoyed that one. And she's just like, oh, well, before this trip is over, anything you want to ask me? And he's like, nope, I'm just gonna go to bed. Ah, this jokester. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she uh, she kind of starts freaking out. She goes off on a rant about how like, oh, you haven't proposed to me yet. It's been six years. All I want is for you to damn propose to me. And she keeps going off on this rant. And as she walks away, it reveals that Jake was on one knee holding a ring right behind her. Yeah. But she has her back to him like the whole time. Exactly. This is like a two, three minute rant. And she's got his back—got her back to him the entire time. And she's going off like, like, oh, if you don't want to marry me, free me while I have at least one egg, one egg left so I can have kids one day. Ah, eggs. And she uh, she goes off on his mother. She's like, your mom's a bitch. I hate her. And she goes off on a couple of her friends. She goes off on her friend Gil, which is a portly gentleman with a beard, talking about his uh, how he can't get it up, how he has trouble with his erections, and she talks about her best friend calling her out on wearing a bunch of rompers, which she, she doesn't like. She's like, I don't like rompers. She's a bitch for wearing rompers.
1: She really goes off on a lot of people.
0: She goes off on everyone. Yeah. And one of my favorite lines, she starts off, she goes, you know what? I didn't say anything about you when I caught you masturbating to that Us Weekly with the one-armed surfer girl who got her arm bit off by a shark. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Yep. <laughs> and his response, it tickled me quite a bit. He was just like, hey, just because she has one arm doesn't mean I have to treat her any differently.
1: Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's like, mm-hmm. equality.
0: Yep. She says, Why don't you go marry her and have a ton of one arm babies? That'd be dope. That would be. Not how genetics work, but you know, I would it'd tie be them. Great. I would tie them together
1: and make one person.
0: One with person. One person one arm. with four legs and two heads. So he, while she's going off on this uh his masturbation to a one arm surfer girl, he just screams, Oh god, just turn the fuck around. Which it bleeps it. Obviously, because yeah. this was on NBC, and they're pussies. So she finally turns around and sees him with the ring, and she's just kind, of, and she's kind of like standing there with her mouth wide open, like "Oh!" And he goes, "Yeah." So like, you know, will you, you know, will you marry me? It's the most awkward, like, marry me ever. It's very awkward of all time, <laughs> and it gets even more awkward when she's she's like, "Yes," and he goes, "Okay, everybody, you can come out now," and literally everyone she talks shit about pops out as if it's a surprise party
1: yeah it's not a good not a good look
0: nope and as everybody comes out jake goes okay i guess we should get on the toast mom will you kick it off Ooh, yeah she called her mom a bitch Mm -hmm.
1: or his mom his mom a bitch
0: so after this whole awkward, like, oh, let's start off with the toast. We get to everybody. We just cut hard cut to everybody leaving and saying their goodbyes very awkwardly. And then Annie's two, her two dads come up and they're just like, so this is the first reveal of her parents. Her parents are gay, a gay couple. And one of them is Tim Meadows. And they're both like, okay, bye, Annie. Thanks for not talking shit about us. Because they're literally the only people that were at this party that she did not talk shit about.
1: And they're her parents, so.
0: Exactly. So then uh, Jake starts walking out with a bag and she's like, oh, no, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to sleep in my place because these two haven't moved in together yet because she wanted to wait until she was married till, or until she was engaged before they moved in together. Smart move on his part. Very smart, clearly, because, you know.
1: Yeah, I dodged a bullet there.
0: She's clearly a psychopath. And by bullet, I mean grenade launcher. And he he brings up this whole notion that he doesn't want this to be their proposal story. He wants to propose again in a few days, so that way it's their proposal story. And, she, and he's just like, oh, are you chill with that? And she goes, Psh, I'm hella chill.
1: Which if, if you ever say you're hella chill, you're not.
0: No. You're mad. You mad, bro. You mad. So, then we cut to... Uh, car rides home, which is how we're introduced to the other characters. So the fat guy, his name is Gil and the blonde lady who is uh, Annie's best friend, whose name is Denna. Denna. And they're talking about like what was said about them. (laughs) Gil is just like, you know, I don't know why she talked about my erections. Like who, I wonder who told her about that. And Denna is just like, you you don't think my rompers are like stupid, right? Like this should be my thing, right? And he's just like, oh no, you look like an oversexualized toddler.
1: <laughs>
0: Zing. Which is like not too far from the truth, like definitely how rompers look. Yeah, it's also just this girl's general mode of being. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the car ride of Annie's two dads. And <laughs> they're arguing, and Tim Meadows is just like well, we now know the answer to the mystery of whose sperm made it to the donor, Kevin. Oh, shit. Gay dad fights. Yep. And Kevin is just like, oh, we couldn't tell by the skin color? And Tim Meadows freaks out. He's just like, we agreed. She could have just been really light-skinned.
1: Yeah, for the record, if you don't know these actors, one's black and one's white, so.
0: Yes, Tim Meadows is the black gentleman.
1: Yes. Just make that clear so that you guys aren't confused. This shit is like, what?
0: Huh? Okay. So they're in their little tissy about who's the real father. And then we cut to Jake in a car with his mother. And his mother is belting out uh, Perfect by Pink. But she's sh- she's really into it. She's really into it. And she's not singing the edited version. She's singing the, that you're fucking perfect. Yep. And it bleeps that out, obviously. Second fuck of the episode, I will say. We're going going too strong right now. That's two fucks, one episode. But no fucks given yet. Zero fucks given. Then we cut back to Annie in uh, her bedroom. And she walks in and she notices all these rose petals and, like, pictures of her and Jake together. And she realizes how much of an ass she is. Yep. Which is appropriate because she is. And then, out of nowhere, a black woman jumps out of her closet with balloons attached to her. And this startles Annie, and she runs into a wall. This black woman is Kay, their lesbian neighbor and friend. It was kind of strange. She's very strange. Yeah. Then again, she also was kind of in a closet with blue. Hey! I just noticed. She literally came out of the closet to her. Yep. It was a nice Comedy. little metaphor. And then that's when we go to commercial. When we come back from commercial. Annie and Denna are in a yoga class, and Denna is like doing her thing. Everybody else in the class is doing their thing, and Annie's kind of very shitty at it. And the yoga instructor is giving her like compliments on things that aren't related to yoga. She's like, "Hey, uh, Annie, if the blue Camry out there is yours, great parking job." Yeah, it was a parking job. It was parking job. I thought he. Okay, I thought he said
1: working job. No, no, he said parking job. <laughs> I thought he meant, like, you have a working class job, you piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my god.
0: That is the oddest thing to say to someone. Yeah. What a great working job you have. Especially for a yoga teacher. So, she, they're talking about the engagement and how, like, he's going to propose eventually again, and she's just like, oh, I'm going to be kind of excited about it. This, I'm so excited. This is like that time I was so excited to get a hamster, I pet it to death. Jesus Christ. Red flag. And Denna goes, you told me it ran away. And she goes, it soul ran away. <laughs> Red flag number two. <laughs> then we cut to Jake shopping with Gil. And Gil's trying to find, like, a new wardrobe. He's trying to find a new cool look. And he picks up this, like, cowboy-looking shirt. I don't, I don't like that Gil's trying
1: to change who he is.
0: He's a pretty cool dude. He
1: is. I like Gil. Yeah, he's a good guy. I wish there was a Gil spinoff. Oh, my God, that show would have actually, like, went on for more than a season, probably. Oh, we can get
0: to that, though. Gil is so much more likable than every other character in the show. He is. And so, as he's, like, showing off this shirt to Jake, he's just like, hey, what do you think of this shirt? And he goes, what? There's a pocket in the back. Like, what what the hell is this pocket for? What are you going to do for that? You can't even reach it. And Gil goes, oh, okay, Seinfeld. What? I didn't get that. Because he's, like, going off on, like, this rant about, like, normal things. Like, what's the Uh, deal with airline food? uh, What's the deal with that pocket on the back of the shirt? I get it now. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Seinfeld does do that frequently. Mm -hmm. Also, references of Superman everywhere.
0: Yes. So, Gil's just like, oh, it's so great. This is the first time we're both single since college. And Jake replies with, I'm not single. It's just I didn't technically propose to her yet. I gotta to propose to her again. You know, I didn't like being single. I hated casual sex. Every time I finished, I'd be like, "Oh, you're pregnant, and I have HPV." And Gil <laughs> responds with, "Don't we all?" <laughs> and Jake Jake just immediately comes back with, "I don't do you." <laughs> and Gil Gil goes, "Oh, I always, assu- I just always assume I do. I mean, sixty percent of the population has it." Why? <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad mentality to have. It's also not a good one. You know what's weird?
1: is like, this is the second HPV joke I've heard in like the past few days. Like The first one was from a guy, GameStop, who I was like, I was selling like a DS game to. (laughs) And he he was like, looking at my, because like you have to show my ID and he looked at my ID and he's like, oh, you're from Massachusetts. And like we started talking obviously about Boston because people who aren't from the East Coast only know Boston. And yeah, he just we end up talking about Ted too. And <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like like, <laughs> all my favorite joke on that is when he's like, um, uh the oh uh, you go down to, you went to Arizona State. Do they call it Arizona State there or you just call it HBVU? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the oddest thing to bring up. Yeah, we had a really weird conversation, then he gave me twenty dollars and I went my own way.
0: Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So then we cut back to the yoga studio and Annie decides that she's going to propose to Jake. So she shows up at Jake's office. Not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. And she's got flowers and she's got an iPod with Brian Adams playing. And she, she's like, you know, I love you. She proposes to him. She's, she says that This whole week in Mexico that she had with him was amazing and that she loves him. And she wants to and she wants to marry him. And then everybody starts clapping, like, Oh, you two are engaged, it's lovely. And then his boss, who turns out to be Stanley from the office, or at least or at least I like to hope he's still Stanley from the office, and then he just Stanley. Oh, it's gotta be. He just came to Chicago and started running his own business. Yeah, because he was sick of that shit. So he turns to Jake and says Wait a minute, Mexico, you told me last week you were in the hospital deciding whether or not to pull the plug on your dad. Ooh. Hard cut to Jake outside with his things in a box. He got fired. Classic box. Classic box and classic Jake.
1: Classic Jake and classic what's her face.
0: Classic what's her face.
1: What's her name? Annie. Yeah, classic Annie for fucking everything up for everyone else.
0: Yep. And throughout this episode, we we cut back to flashbacks of how they met. So the first flashback was 6 years ago when they first met. They're at a taqueria.
1: Taqueria.
0: Taqueria, which is Spanish for taco restaurant. Yeah. And she's kind of chastising him because that place is homophobic. So he goes, "Okay, I'm going to throw out my tacos. Hi, I'm Jake and you're cute." So they're talking and he's just like, "Oh, does this like is there any way I could kind of redeem myself for shopping at a homophobic taqueria?" And she goes, you're not doing a good job. And as she says that, the waitress comes out, drops off a bag with Annie and goes, here you go. And she tries to say this. She's like, oh, no, this isn't mine. The waitress is like, no, that's the that's your usual Annie. Knows her by name. Knows her by name. And then, so then and then she's like, even to put it a step further, she's like,
1: oh, wait, you forgot your punch card. Looks like mm-hmm. we only have one more and the next one's on
0: us. <laughs> so, after, uh, after he gets fired, he kind of drives off on his own, and Annie's just like, "Oh well, I guess I guess I'll take my own car to the engagement party later." And then we see Jake chilling at the same taqueria they met at. I'm just gonna keep calling it a taqueria because I like saying taqueria.
1: You're just like speaking in the like rolling R's,
0: don't you? See. Si. <laughs> so we see Jake. He's just at the taqueria. And he's kind of just eating there and the waitress walks up and goes, you okay? And he's just like, oh man, I don't know. Like, should I have, uh, should I have like accepted that proposal? Should I have proposed all this? He's having an existential crisis and she's just like, oh, I just meant like, you okay? as in you need any like water or anything? And it's awkward, which happens to me very often. Like when I actively have to stop myself from saying, you too. When a movie ticket clerk says, enjoy the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's kind of funny,
1: though, because it like answers the whole question of, like, what do people do when they ask how you are and you give them the honest fucking answer?
0: It's true. It's like whenever a uh, cashier's is just like, how are you? And you go, well, you know, I've had a great day. This happened. This happened. You're just like, oh, just give me your stuff. I'm going to cash you out. Right. So, while he's just chilling, eating his tacos, he has a flashback to five years ago where, uh. Gil and his ex-wife, Kathy, are still together, and they're singing karaoke, and Kathy calls him out on stage. She's like, oh, you're flat, and he goes, you've always been flat, while well, he points at her chest. Boom. Boom. Tid joke. Boom. Get slain. And she goes, screw you, Gil, and he says, I wish you would. Oh, ah! go on, Gil, go on. And then Gil goes, I want a divorce. And they storm off stage. And then Annie gets up and goes, this one's dedicated to Jake. It's called, and this song is, I Will Always Love You. Not that, not that I'm saying, I will always love you. It's just a song is, I always will love you. Uh, this was a bad choice for song. And Jake just kind of gets up, stops rambling, goes, I always will love you too. And then she interrupts him while he's talking to sing the chorus of, I will always love you. So offbeat. So offbeat, it's horrible. But it's Ugh. funny though, because it's like it's terrible funny singing. <sighs> I know, you were like dying when it came It was on. so bad. <laughs> and then boom, we flash back to present. And Annie calls Jake and he picks it up. He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry about this whole thing. She says, Oh, I'm sorry. So they both apologize, and then she's just like, I'll be I'll be at the engagement party as soon as possible. And he says, Wait, you're you're not there? No. Where are you? And then he turns and sees her chilling at the same taqueria. Oh, shit. It's like the old days. Exactly. And they go, they walk up to each other, they embrace and they apologize to each other. And, And Annie says, without you, I spin off in space like Sandra Bullock in gravity. But you keep me grounded like Sandra Bullock in real life. And he says, she's so relatable.
1: And then he says, you're like my little exploding challenger, which is my favorite quote
0: in the world. <laughs> and then he realized his mistake. He's just like, probably shouldn't compare you to an exploded space vessel. No, but that was perfect. I loved it. It's like, this show has such rapid fire jokes. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Which brings me to the next joke, where he says, we, it's like we can't be apart. You can't keep us apart, like Paula Deen in the N-word.
1: Oh, yeah, that one was brutal.
0: Oh, yeah. He was fucking savage there. Then he proposes. She says yes. And then we cut to everybody walking out of the apartment, leaving the second engagement party. And they run up and catch them. They're just like, oh, wait, wait. Sorry, we're here. We're engaged. And Mama Bear is still super salty. Ooh, Mama Bear is super salty. She goes, you know, I think that's enough celebrating tonight. We'll save it for the wedding. If I'm even invited.
1: No, she said, if this bitch is even invited.
0: That's true. I actually have that written down, if this bitch is even invited. Yeah. And Annie apologizes, and the reason that she uh, reason she she acted out on Jake's mother is that it's an easy target. Strategy. Exactly. And the mom's just like, you know what? I appreciate that strategy. That's what I would have done. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I I never had a mother. I'm the product of an egg from an... this. (laughs) Let me
1: try that again. An egg Eggs. from a lesbian was fertilized by two gay men.
0: Yeah. <laughs> two gay men. <sighs> the sperm of which we may never know. And then Denna goes, no, we know. No, we know. Yep. Brings it right back to that joke. Which I love. Yep. And then everybody's just like, oh, you know what? Let's go upstairs and celebrate anyways. And they go upstairs and they have a grand old time. The episode ends. Yay. Yay. I legitimately like this show, and after this, I'm definitely gonna be checking out the rest of the uh, seventeen episodes that are left.
1: I like the show, but it's too cringe worthy for me.
0: Here's the thing. I feel like it may just be the pilot that's like that. I don't know. As ah man, those cringy moments. I like, watched
1: I watched watch Last Man on Earth for the cringe, you know? But like I don't wanna I don't wanna watch a show like this for the cringe.
0: So here's the thing, I think, so Casey Wilson, I feel like is the one that you're like getting all the cringe from, that's Annie. Yes. And I feel like that's the, I feel like she plays it that way on purpose. Yeah, but it just kills me inside. So, had this show actually, you know, not been canceled, what kind of episodes do you think we'd see?
1: Um, hmm. I want that Gil spinoff, man.
0: Yeah, I feel like – okay, I definitely – if there was a spinoff of the show, I'd want it to be Gil, and I'd want it to be him right as he's, like, starting to feel like he wants to divorce his wife, Kathy, and instead of Marry Me, this show would be called Divorce Me.
1: Ooh, that'd be great. That would be great. I mean,
0: I guess you could have an episode that leads to that. You could. You could have it like a – like, we had, like, brief flashbacks in this episode. You could have an entire episode of flashbacks.
1: Yeah, like you could have him go back to his like hometown or something so that like he's no longer in the town that this uh, this show takes place so that like kind of like the same way Cleveland left town
0: and then like he had his own show for the guy. So you're essentially writing a backdoor pilot right here yes. for Divorce Me just in case. Yes. You know they're going to gauge the audience reaction to just this case. little backdoor pilot. You never know. And exactly. But yeah,
1: I just I just think he'd be back in his hometown and he would like has yeah, to like, go through some shit because he's getting divorced, but it's like it's really like dark but like funny.
0: Oh yeah, it'd be like a dark comedy. Yeah, and then
1: he would like, like, finally just build up all the like frustration, and be like, "Fuck that bitch! I'm gonna divorce the shit out of her."
0: Exactly. That's like the, that's like the first episode. Is it cuts back to that karaoke episode where he's just like, "You know what? I want a divorce." Yeah, and I feel like Denna would probably show up in there. We'd have Kathy obviously as a character. Yeah, some some cameos. Oh, of course. I feel like there'd definitely be a bachelor party episode. Oh, there has to be. Here's the thing, though. I feel like that would be like the final season. I feel like the series finale would be a wedding episode.
1: Well, the cool thing is that like weddings take literally like a year to plan. So exactly, there's and they plenty could just of material here.
0: Yeah, and they were they were dating for 6 years before they got engaged. So who knows how long they'd be engaged before they get married. Right.
1: And they'd have because they've been married or being, well, dating for 6 years, and they have plenty of material um for like flashbacks. Of course. Yeah.
0: Like it could be kind of like how like Lost does flashbacks. Like every episode there's a flashback. Yeah. Like give a little backstory to their relationship. Make the audience not confused. Exactly. I feel like... Okay, so I'm going to set the stage for this bachelor party episode, okay? Okay. So we have uh, Denna planning Annie's bachelorette party, and Gil is going to be planning Jake's bachelor party. Now, they both agree, like, oh, we don't want, like, strippers or anything. We want to keep it kind of tame. Like, all that jazz. Like, you know, stereotypical thing. And Denna and Giller is like, oh, fuck that. We're going to get so many strippers. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have a place crawling with them. But the thing is... Gil and Denna decide to plan these whole things together so that they save time. And surprise, they mixed up which strippers go to which party. The dude strippers go to Jake's party. And Ooh. the chick strippers go to Annie's party. That'd be hilarious. It's such a twist of events.
1: And I feel like the girls would have a great time and the guys would be flipping out.
0: Yeah, they'd just be like, like, oh, well, like, please keep your clothes on, but... Or hey, let crack a beer. Or they could
1: make it even funnier and, like, make the girls not have a good time and the guys <laughs> have, like, a great time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, then it's just like, oh, they're pro- if we're hating this, they're probably hating their bachelor party even more. Yeah. When like, you cut to them, they're just drinking with the male strippers. They're all having a good time. Yeah. Like,
1: they're like, oh, you know what? Since you're here, you can enjoy the party with
0: us. Exactly. <laughs> more the merrier. <laughs> How do you think the series finale would look? Um... There'd
1: probably be a lot of turmoil and then reparations. Like
0: right right on the day of the wedding. Like it's definitely serious finale is definitely the wedding day.
1: If you want to do a finale the right way, you gotta build a sense of urgency. Was that
0: was that Barack Obama's quote?
1: Um, I believe that was Abraham Lincoln. Ah.
0: Yeah. I mean you definitely nailed the Lincoln impression. Thanks, thanks. Four score in you know,
1: seven years ago. It's funny because, like, apparently he had like a really high pitched voice. Did he really? Yeah, I shit you not. I was listening to like I think I don't I forget I think it was a podcast or like a see the podcast or a history documentary um, and it was about Lincoln and yeah I guess he had like a really high
0: pitched voice. <laughs> I can just imagine him like having like some helium voice, like four score in seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, like he, it was it was really funny. And that's why he wore the big top hat, to compensate for his
1: girlish voice. He was also really short, so I think uh, the top hat gave him height.
0: Oh my god, you are blowing my mind on Lincoln right now.
1: Yeah.
0: He was... Everyone everyone thinks he's... Okay, I just need to stop you for a second. I unintentionally said, blowing my mind on Lincoln. And he had his mind literally blown.
1: (laughs) Oh no. I think think he was short. I don't think it was really short. I think it was like everyone thought he was super tall, but he was only like 5'7 or some
0: shit. I mean, I thought he was tall. Yeah, I don't think he was that tall, though. Oh, he's, like, my height. Yeah. Or was. He's dead now. Yeah, he's dead. He's he's super dead. Super dead. Like, in the ground, dead, double tap to the head. I mean, when someone
1: shoots you in the head, it's like... Like, it's over, man. That controls all, that, all your shit. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the off button right there. Your heart. Oh, yeah. Like, you can get another heart. Like, your head, though? Bye.
0: So, I feel like the series finale... Because... Okay, I love Gil and Denna. I wish the show was about them, but unfortunately it's not. So, series finale, I'm going to give you a lot of Gil and Denna. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. So, Jake and Annie, they're getting ready. Gil is obviously the best man, and Denna is obviously the bridesmaid, the maid of honor. So, these two, they have their respective duties. Uh, I don't really know what a maid of honor does, other than like bachelorette party and stuff. So, I'm just going to say... She's in charge of the bouquet, and Gil is in charge of the rings. He's the ring bearer. The bearer of the rings. So, I feel like he's kind of a nerdy guy, so he's going to be making Lord of the Rings jokes the entire time. You
1: better. That's his responsibility.
0: Oh, yeah. And he's, uh, hes you know, he's trying to hit on some ladies, like, earlier in the day. Hey, be ladies. Like, and he's showing these rings, and he's making, like, a Lord of the Rings joke, because this girl, this girl's gorgeous, and she ends up liking Lord of the Rings. He's like, I love you.
1: One ring to rule them all,
0: milady. Exactly. So he puts the the wedding ring on her, like, ooh, where'd you go? As a joke. Like, haha, it made you disappear. And it gets but stuck! Yup, it gets stuck. But he also forgets to take it off of her. So he's scrambling around, trying to find this woman, and, like, meanwhile, Denna ends up ordering the bouquet, but she orders it early, and it's dead. So she's oh. like, She's running around, like, the cemetery, like, picking up random flowers, like, here and there, trying to form some, like, bastard bouquet. Ooh, good word. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, it, that episode ends with her getting arrested and brought to the wedding. And she's still... And the cops are just like, you know what? You keep that bastard bouquet. And she goes, thanks, officer. And she runs into the wedding, brings the bouquet. Gil doesn't get the wedding ring off of this lady. So he kind of just brings her up stage and he's just like, <laughs> when the, when the pastor goes, do you have the rings ready? He just kind of like raises her hand like, here it is.
1: I think it'd be funny if like someone like, like the uh, husband or the wife were like, let's cut off her finger.
0: Oh yeah. I feel like Jake would definitely do that. Yeah. That'd be He'd go off in like some Seinfeld type <laughs> rant about like, oh, we got to cut off her finger. Oh. Ah. Yeah, gotta do it. Gotta cut it. Gotta cut it off. By a finger. Yeah, that's how, uh, and then the episode would end with them, like, I now pronounce you man and wife. And everyone dies. Well,
1: yeah. That's my idea. I mean, isn't
0: that what marriage is? (laughs) Ha ha! Ah, okay, Rodney Dangerfield, get out of here. (laughs) I can't. Rodney Dangerfield has inhabited my body. Rodney Dangerfield has been in my body for years. Oh, that's, I mean, out of context, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it (laughs) does.
1: My butthole don't get no respect.
0: Nothing does. (laughs) All right, do you have any final thoughts on this show?
1: I thought it was hilarious
0: and very cringeworthy. Oh, I got to bring this back real quick. So, so this show was made by David Caspi, as I said in the beginning, and he also made Happy Endings. And I also said how Casey Wilson was a character in both those shows. Let's see? They both take place in Chicago. And I feel like there would definitely be some sort of crossover. I'm pretty sure there actually already was a like slight crossover, but not of that character. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Her character's name is Penny and Happy Endings. So what I feel like would happen is they would do kind of like what Friends did. So, I don't know if you know this, but you know how in uh, Friends, Phoebe had a twin sister? Yeah. Ursula? It turns out, actually, uh, Lisa Kudrow played a character on a TV show, Mad About You, that aired at the same time as Friends. Oh. And she played a waitress on that named Ursula. So, what they did was they had a fun little time crossing that over, where they just made it how Ursula from Mad About You ended up being Phoebe's twin sister in Friends. Oh, Okay. So, I feel like they'd kind of go at it that way. They'd be like, oh, Penelope, it turns out she was a twin of Annie, but it was like that lesbian that they kind of put the egg in. Yeah. It turns out she had twins, but the gay couple only wanted one, so they kind of gave her, gave the other one away. They gave Penny away. I like it. Exactly. And there we go. There's another spinoff. It's like sister, sister. Those two find each other. Wow. NBC is going to milk the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. They got they get three shows for the price of one. Yeah. All by David Caspi. Yeah. So, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Unaired Podcast. Uh, we actually just made an Instagram. It's also, the username is Unaired Podcast. We have an Instagram, so Instagram now? We do have an Instagram now. Oh,
1: my gosh, you guys. Instant grams, okay? Follow us on the instant grams.
0: hmm Email us unairedpodcast at gmail I don't know what you want to email us, but you know, send us something. Send me even like, if it's, send me, send a, us some memes. No, hold
1: on. Yeah, send us some memes. Send me a picture. Find find me a picture of a unicorn with like a lollipop for a horn and and metal hoofs, and then like instead of like rainbows for a mane, make it like electricity, and then have it
0: jumping off of uh, the Arizona red rocks. That isn't oddly specific picture i don't know if you're gonna find that when you type that into google so you're probably gonna have to make that do it shout out to sounds for our theme song my ears are so full so full of that theme song so thank you for listening we'll see you again next week bye bye